Thank you for joining me, Bo and Deborah. And how do I say the last name? Jenki. Jenki. Okay. And you guys are from where? We're from Texas. Okay. Where in Texas? <laughs> oh, well, our office is actually in Keene, Texas. It's uh, south of what is known as the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Yeah. Um, We're right down the street from Southwestern Adventist University. Okay. Awesome. And what are you? What's your role in uh, the Texas Conference? I am the director for Adventist Community Service and Disaster Response. Um, my wife serves as my associate, <laughs> and uh, we also uh, carry the role of the coordinators for the Southwestern Union. Okay, awesome. So, how long have you been in this role? Two years. Right. Yes, September, September yeah. 2000, 2021. Or, yeah, 2021. Okay, awesome. So a friend of mine, I said to him, I, I want to talk to the best ACS directors from all over <laughs> America. And your name came out first. So that's really what I want to discuss today. What is it about um, Adventist Community Services in Texas that is exemplary? And um, how is it that we can catch some of that fire and um, transport it over the oceans here? So maybe I'm wondering what sort of projects exist at a local church level. Um, and then maybe later on we'll talk about, you know, how coordinating that from a from an office uh, adds value or yeah, increases the impact. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I've listened to your podcast with Derek. Uh, you know, there are there are very similar things that that you've got over there that that are done here. You mentioned uh, oil changes with uh, for single moms. Uh, we have a church that does that in 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 Houston. Um, it's just something that they found that the that the local area needed. Mm. You know, it's 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 one of those things that you you can dream up a lot of things to do, and they won't work mm. because the area doesn't need it. Mm. And so we really have to make sure that our communities that we're looking at need what we're wanting to offer or we come up with a special item for them. Uh, we have a group in uh, San Antonio that is just working wonders with the homeless. Uh, they started uh, in the middle of COVID with uh, just going out and, and serving like 25 tacos. And we are two and a half years three or years. three years. Yeah. Uh, they've baptized almost 30. <laughs> Baptisms, baptisms uh, from tacos. We need to unpack this a little bit. <laughs> they're 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 no longer homeless. Um, they have a shower trailer, a washer, uh, a laundry and laundry trailer. It is amazing to see what goes on down there. They serve about three hundred every Sabbath. Mm. So okay. Um, okay, this is we're going to unpack this a little bit. I've just pulled up right. page one hundred and one of the church manual because I'm finding that. It's a short paragraph or two in the church manual, but it actually means so much locally. So you started by saying, you know, we found something in the local area that worked well, that the community actually needed. They didn't just dream something up that wasn't appropriate. So the church manual here specifically says, the bottom of page 101, it focuses on identifying needs and responding with services based on specific needs. Examples are education seminars, community development, visiting, counseling, and other services relevant to the community. 
Um, right. This is obviously within the scope of the job description for the ACS leader or Dorcas Society leader, leader as it might still be known in some places. So, um, yeah, services relevant to the community. And then you said tacos and I got interested. Uh, <laughs> so can you tell me a bit about this um, taco program and how that translates to baptisms? So, uh Actually, they were they were kind of charged to uh, to plant a church in a in a certain area in San Antonio, and um, him and his wife decided that they were going to go out um, and feed the homeless, and they started off with twenty five tacos one morning, and they didn't even get out of the car before they handed them all out. So, uh, you know, a couple of weeks go by, they're making you know seventy five tacos. They get a couple friends. They're moving, you know, on and on, and it ended up being they're serving, you know, 300 tacos, but they haven't even said anything about Adventism. There's no logo. There's no anything. Mm. And they're getting questions like, why are you doing this for us? Mm. And it was always the same answer. We're here because we want to help you. We love you and we want to do what we can to help. And so they'd ask them what all they needed. You know, they need shoes. They need underwear, socks. Um, Be able to do their laundry. Their laundry. Um, Haircuts. Uh, toiletry items, uh, you know, deodorant, shampoo. And so all these things started coming across as what they needed as this group. And the city started taking notice as well as they were feeding so many. And uh, they've given them a nice spot underneath one of the uh, bridges uh, there in San Antonio, um, kind of where GC was, actually not too far from where we held GC there. Um, they're under there and they meet every Sabbath morning. There are eight or nine guys standing there waiting for the truck to get there to help unload tables and chairs. Um, it, it's, it's a special thing to see, really. Um, this, this last time when we were down there, we had a young lady that picked up a Bible cause, uh, they had some free books and she saw the Bible and she was like, Oh, can I have this? She's like, absolutely. You can have it. She said, I don't have to bring it back. This is mine. I was like, sure. That, that's all yours now. And I'm telling you for the next two hours, this young lady was just clutching this Bible to her chest, reading a few pages you know, passages here and there and just calling out to God. And you could just see a, a demeanor on her that was just absolutely amazing. And that's just that's just part of it. It's just being there, talking to them. Yes, you 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 uh there are some emotional and uh spiritual things that you're that you're dealing with. Uh so there is some some topics that are a little more difficult to discuss with them. You can't go past what you've been trained. But at the same time, this food gives us an avenue to to get to know them and find out that some of these guys are coming to get food even though they have a job, they have an apartment, but they're one paycheck away from being there on the street. Uh -huh. And so they're doing everything they can to supplement their income. Mm. Yeah, and that, and that community housing crisis is one of the biggest issues here in Australia. We've had bushfires, 
that wiped out so many and then we had floods repeated floods um that have hit this area and so uh, literally yesterday i was door knocking a motel unit with another agency um finding people that have literally been in motel rooms for 18 months mm. they're oh, on wow. the verge of um the basically department of housing is about to cancel their funding um so that they would have to start paying 450 dollars a week which is wow. almost the same as the pension that they would be receiving to live mm. in um, shoebox motel and so um yeah everybody is looking to supplement their income somehow or yeah to save save money spending so you're saying that this is like a mobile uh food pop-up church sort of scenario it it it, it can be very mobile mm-hmm. um but what they've chosen to do is let everyone know that they're going to be at this one location every sabbath morning because it's easier for them to plan to be in one spot and they can always get that group of people. And like I said, they're serving 300 or so. Uh, There was one time where they served over 500 and they weren't planning on it. And we know that the Lord, uh, you know, uh, multiplied it, the loaves and fishes. So, uh, you know, amazing things are happening out there. We were able to take down their three pallets of water just so they can distribute during this hot time, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you, we rely so much on, on other entities um, being uh, donors for us. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's all these contacts that we have to make in order to be able to distribute some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. But what are some of the other, um, well, you said some of them are no longer homeless. So what did that journey look like? And then where do, where do baptisms come from? Um, they've, uh, like I said, at the beginning, they weren't, they weren't saying anything about what religion they were. They were just telling them they loved them. And after about a year and a half, they began, um, discussing Seventh-day Adventism. And, uh, what they realized was every Sabbath when they were going out and ministering to these guys, they were actually learning about the Sabbath and not really understanding it. They were starting to get that Sabbath blessing. And so as they began to 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 actually uh, discuss the Bible with them and, and get more involved with uh, Bible studies, um, people started catching on. Now, some are always going to be homeless. Uh, they choose that lifestyle or they just can't help it. Others have made decisions that were bad that put them in that spot. And so those that are able to get out have been able to. And um you know, some of them come out and help. Um, we've had we've had some of them show up as I used to be these guys, but but now I'm not. You know, <laughs> so it's it's really it's really awesome to see the changes that that can be made in people's lives just by showing them love on a continual basis. Uh, if if this thing was mobile, like you were saying, and and they were at a different spot all the time, you wouldn't get to be able to get to know them on the level mm-hmm. that you could yeah. Yeah. yeah the one guy that we met <clears throat> when we were there last time um he came up and he was doing this i used to be one of these guys like these guys and i was like oh yeah what he goes yeah but i live on the other on the other side of the park and i come back every sabbath so i can help them because i want them to feel special because that's what they made me feel. They made me feel better about myself. 
And that helped me want to better myself and push myself then to get back into the workforce and, and everything and reconnect with family and stuff. So it just, just from them loving him, he, um, he was able to do that. And he says, I want to make sure these guys here know and feel the same way. So they have that opportunity. That's awesome. Well, anything to do with tacos, I'm a fan of. So <laughs> exactly. I, um, I had a friend who, who as a business, he just decided to sell burritos at a local market and he could not take enough food in his car. He was sold mm -hmm. out every single time. So it's a fan favorite here in Australia as well. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you tell him to use it as an evangelistic tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start putting uh, verses in his burrito. That's right. That's the next step. Um, so what are, apart from that one, what would be some of the standout projects that um, Texas has? Well, we um, we have several um, churches that are working with refugees. Uh -huh. um, we have one that we actually got to be a part of um, down in Houston. Um, what is his uh, ministry that's called? Um, reach, reach, out. reach the, <laughs> forgot, well, look it up, I'm sorry. Anyway, and they were dealing with Afghan uh -huh. um, individuals and we got to go down and they picked 26 families who had only been some of them have only been in the States for three days. And so we are able to um, take them things to put into their home, to their apartment. They're given an apartment, um, but that's it. Um, so we were able to give them some items um, for their apartments, clothing. Um, and they come and work with these individuals on a monthly basis and actually started a Pathfinder Club um, with them, which is super cool. I think they have like 30 something kids, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, they've never been in anything like this. And just from the things that they've done in their Pathfinder club with them, um, they take them out and they've, some of these kids got to do archery. They've never touched a bow and arrow before. Some of them didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, just, just being together with other families outside in nature was something that some of them had never experienced before. Um, so that's one of the ministries that we were very touched by is uh, especially seeing these kids' faces um, getting something new because they're just not used to getting things. Um, and But to see then the look in their eyes of, of um, the need, the want, they just because they're so used to fighting for everything that they get. Um, the people that work with them down there do an amazing job. And um, it was definitely a... It was an experience. I mean, she, she mentioned that we, we, we singled out 20, yeah, 26, 26 families, families, yeah. But we took uh, other items where, you know, other clothing items and shoes and stuff for, uh, there was probably over 300 uh, of families that they come out of these yeah. apartment complexes but what's what was what was the most touching is uh it was actually a a group from pennsylvania that was a, a youth group from pennsylvania that was down and they were going into the homes with with uh, some of these items as we were just coordinating on the outside and literally the only thing in their apartment was what we were handing them mm. and and it is it is such a fulfilling moment to know that you're able to give them something 
that they they don't have they didn't think they were ever going to see and and here it is freely given to them with a a smile uh, a, a religious uh, they were they were allowing us to pray with them um, which is not the most common thing um, with that group mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was very uh, interesting. Now, on top of that, we happened to be at a bank um, here not too recently, and the president happened to be an Afghan refugee uh-huh. that landed in one of these type situations. And as we were talking, and he was trying to, you know, talk to us about our jobs, he was like, "I was that kid. Uh-huh. I, I came over when I was eight, and and here I am. You're telling me exactly the story." of what I went through. And it's because of church folk like you that showed up the next morning with more food than I had ever seen in my life to show up the next morning I got here to reach out to us and tell us that they loved us. Mm. That here I am, a president of a bank, and I look around me and I just can't imagine that this is what my life turned into when my school was a dirt floor with a tarp and our our blackboard was a tarp a tarp hung up with black spray paint <laughs> you know uh this is just a a total different thing that i just couldn't imagine and so it was nice to come full circle because we were able to be there at the front side and now you have somebody telling us this is how it happened for me when i was that young kid mm-hmm. when you came out and helped well it wasn't us but it was another <laughs> church group yeah but that's the cool thing about what we do to change lives. That's awesome. I um I had some friends over recently for dinner and they were telling me, I think they work through the organization in Australia called Casper, if anybody's interested. Um, but I haven't found that in my two second search on Google. Um, <laughs> and yeah, basically this organization matches incoming refugees with local community families or groups or groups of families. That's awesome. That can actually support them when they land. And it's actually your responsibility as a group to find the housing. <laughs> and so, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So they had a quite a large family to find a house for. And um, yeah, they found a real estate agent who thought that was wonderful and, you know, gave them a place big enough. And um, yeah, it's your job then for 18 months to, or for two years, 24 months, your job to help them pay the rent to, help them uh, assimilate, take them to school, to, you know, help them find a job, just help them do life. And um, the stories they were sharing had me almost in tears because, yeah, you can make a huge impact with with such a small... Um, we have so many resources. We've got an op shop. You guys call them thrift stores uh, here in our local area. And, um, yeah, very specifically, let's, let's go back to the job description here of an ACS leader. This organization <laughs> gathers and prepares clothing, food, and other supplies. Well, boy, do we have a few supplies at our disposal. And so um, it's quite easy for us to get things to people who need things. There's no shortage of things in this world. So um, that's true. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and that's really, I mean, how things have changed for us. We, we, <laughs> we had some things in our, in our building that we were wanting to get out, um, you know, to the churches. We're trying to like, how can we get the churches to be more active? And the way we figured out was we have the warehouse, but 
we only need to be a stopping point for a moment. So if we can get our churches to come and, and get the material, and then they can go back to their communities and love on their communities by whatever materials we had, mm-hmm. um, then they're able to focus on their local um, you know, church uh, community versus it sits in here and we wait for a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, our, our idea was let's get it out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's, let's have the churches. Let's, let's start educating our churches to get outside the four walls mm-hmm. because uh, for, for so long we've gotten complacent mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's most of our churches. Uh, sad to say, um, we've we've become the uh nine to noon go to church mm. come home take your lay activities What's wrong with maybe that? hit maybe hit <laughs> vespers <laughs> well you know there there's amazing things that happen during that afternoon time yeah. <laughs> um you know one of the things that i just as as a union director i was talking to one of our other uh, groups that were going out and they were having trouble handing out supplies after a tornado went through. Mm. I mean, here they are giving them what they need. And it was, they were like, we don't know who you are because Mm. the church wasn't active all the time. Mm. And so they didn't know who they were. They were like uh, skeptical of what they were giving because they didn't know what the catch was. Right. And uh, so they took a different approach and they, they got a hold of another church that was that was there by, and those members went out in all their pickup trucks and all this stuff and drove individually into their own neighborhoods where the problems were. Mm-hmm. And when they saw a face that they recognized, mm-hmm. they were happily taking the stuff and 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 wondering what else could what could they do to help. Mm-hmm. So not only were they more accepting. But they were actually willing to step out and say, hey, I'll, I'll jump in the truck with you. Where can we go? Mm. You know, how can we help others, too? So you're saying locals want to help locals. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But if you're not willing to help them out in the blue skies, mm. they're not going to be looking for you to help them when the storms come. And it's no different than in our spiritual life. Interesting. So showing up in a disaster is not good enough. You actually have to be helpful all year round. Yes. Well, Christ's ministry didn't just work on the weekends. Interesting. Uh, uh, you know, he, he he lived and breathed with those that he ministered with. Uh, he walked alongside them. He sat in their homes. Uh, you know, how many times did, did they get mad because he was eating with sinners? You know, um, that's part of understanding who you're working with um we've had uh like i said with uh food pantries where they ran them so military militaristic where it was in and out as fast as they could hand the food well you're not getting to know them but the moment you start talking to them and finding out hey they've got a sister that's about to have surgery you pray with them over the surgery you you find out you know how many kids they have. Then you start, uh, hey, we've got school supplies or little things that you can help them out with. We were at a, a food pantry where um, a lady, the pastor found out that 
she was having a family reunion uh -huh. and he calls her back and says, Hey, Hey, go look in the, in the, in the, the darkest. darkest. Yeah. We've got some new things in there. Uh -huh. And she went in there and found a size that fit her that were beautiful and she was so happy. She came out, I got the shoes. <laughs> she was ready to go to her family reunion because they were the perfect thing that she wanted. And nobody would have knew if nobody asked a question. Powerful. So so you guys have, you said you've got a Dorcas. Is that a thrift store of, of types or what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, each church runs it differently. Some of them charge. Yep. Like the one that he was just talking about, um, they charge a quarter right. and you get a bag and you can get whatever you want that can fit in this bag for yep. a quarter. And if you can't pay the quarter, that's okay. Um, and some churches do it for free. Uh -huh. um, it just depends on, you know, what, what they've decided at their church, what right. to do. So it's just yeah. like supplies and clothing for anybody who needs it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. And that's all just donated from the members in that church? Sometimes. Uh, what what we've done, um, we've got a a great donor um, that is, is giving us amazing. Uh, they keep filling up our warehouse and we have to find ways to get it out. And so we we've been able to give those types of clothings. We 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 do uh, 30 churches a month or so that we have come to our facility or we go to them. Um, this last month, we went down to the to the tip of Texas at the south. It takes us about eight hours to drive down there. And we took two truckloads of stuff uh, for uh, 14, churches. Mm -hmm, 14 churches. And uh, I mean, they get they get shoes, they get uh you know, houseware stuff. They get clothes, clothes for men, women. Uh, it, it's just, we get so many different things uh -huh. and we try to get those out to them just so that they have the opportunity. Uh -huh. Now, whether that's their main focus, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. So obviously they're having to get supplements from other places we just felt that it was great opportunity for us to give them a real nice brand new clothes brand new shoes gotcha. and 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 really hit it off okay so that was my next question on a on a department level how can you guys support and you're explaining that you have connections that have enabled you to fill a warehouse that is how big how big are your sheds I wish I could tell you, I don't even know how big the warehouse is. <laughs> I've been meaning to get the square footage on this thing. It's had three different uh, add-ons. Add <laughs> so I, I honestly don't know what it is, uh -huh. but let me put it in perspective. I get an 18-wheeler a week uh -huh. full of, of clothes, uh -huh. whatever. And so it's up to me to figure out not only I've got to be prepared for disasters that come, but I have to be able to get that uh, done through the process in order for me to hand it out to the churches. Uh -huh. So I've got, uh, you know, every every week there's just so much coming in that it's 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 a tough job uh, to actually get it all taken care of. And I don't have eighty people volunteering every day. <laughs> we have. Eight we, old ladies <laughs> that we love that do a lot of hard work. 
we have we have amazing volunteers, but you know they're here three days just in the mornings, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's a powerful testimony of what they do. Mm -hmm. But we have so many other things that will invite schools or Pathfinder clubs, adventure clubs to come help. Uh, this weekend, we have a church group that's asked us to come out and they'll come out and help us sort these new clothes by size mm -hmm. so that they're prepared and ready to go out whenever we go. And then, <clears throat> and then your job then at a department level is to resource and equip a local church so that they can be ready to respond as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then by resource, um, we go around and we do trainings. Uh, we're actually trying to get some dates set up for here coming up where we can go and educate, you know, the difference between ADRA and ACS. Um, many of, of our um, delegates or church members uh, don't understand that ADRA is an international uh, responder and ACS is the North American Division uh, response team. Um, or the, as the manual says, what are we, the, the, uh, oh goodness. <laughs> oh, you don't have it in front of you like I, I do? I don't have it in front of me. I, I closed my laptop because I was like, ah, I know this. <laughs> um, it is, uh, you know, the arm of, uh, of the church. To meet the community's needs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This is here we go. The church manual here. Oh, there you go. That might not have the statement that you want on it, but no, because uh, I, I think it's 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 well, I mean it should be in there. But that's okay. I mean, we, we are the arm of the church that reaches out to uh, our local communities. And uh, with, with that opportunity, that's, you know, the North American division. I mean, why do we have Guam in ours? I, it's okay. I, I, I mean, we had a friend just move over there just as the, as the uh, hurricane or typhoon went through. Sorry. My water spins the other way. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's nice to know that we have we have groups of people that are ready and, and willing to serve wherever it is. Um, I would have liked the, that call to go out there and, and be able to help, but that wasn't in my criteria. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's, there's jobs for you in Australia maybe one day. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Gary Blanchard told me he loves going out there. So uh, you know, if, if he loves it, I, I gotta be able to like it. <laughs> well, Gary's been here plenty, so we're getting a bit tired of him. So maybe he could say Oh no. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how. He just goes uh, to bed early. Yeah, yeah. I want to um yeah, you mentioned that, you know, in North America, ACS is the wing of the church that I guess is the humanitarian response. Um, right. Where that interests me, my interest in that space is that the local church serves local and the local church doesn't rely on anybody else to do their service that they could and should be organizing for themselves. 
And why I think it's important, keen to hear your thoughts on this, why I think it's important that the local church be self-responsible, self-appointed to look after their own community is, of course, the um, the power of the brand alignment that... Um, so, for example, the other day I gave a presentation on <clears throat> uh, brand design as opposed to brand image. And I said, one of these is easy to achieve and one of them is not. So it's it's easy to design a logo, but it's a little bit harder to build the brand identity around mm-hmm. that logo being the impression, the reputation, the emotion, the beliefs around what it is that that logo exemplifies. And so if our local church logo and our name, the name Adventist, can be associated with a positive brand identity in the community, how much more likely is somebody to enter our gates? How much more likely is somebody to feel comfortable when they come into our churches? And so um, being fully brand aligned is is one of the main reasons that I'm passionate about um, this Adventist Community Services concept. So how have you seen that to be a blessing or a, a positive benefit in, in the work that you guys are involved in? I see it more with an older group. Um and that's because they were they were the ones that were getting the responses back when our Adventist Community Service Program with disaster response was very very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, each of our each of our uh, states in our union all had eighteen wheelers that were fully stocked and ready to roll at a moment's notice with a disaster or something of that nature. And if you saw somebody, they knew that the Adventists were there to help you during your time of crisis. They knew the Adventist name with disasters. Now it's, it's, it's changed so much. And, and our youth have unfortunately um, been kept out of Adventist community services. Um, They don't feel that, uh, they're wanted there, and I can't say that I blame them. Um, but what me and my wife are passionate about is getting them involved. Um, we, at a department level, uh, we we don't like to work in silos. Uh, so we hit up our education department and said, "What can we do to be, you know, part of these kids' lives?" And so we're able to go with them they allow us time at uh say their freshman bible retreat that they take all the freshmen of the conference to and we go there and we have a service project with the kids and we we help them learn how to how to serve um and that's part of what we haven't done in raising our kids is teaching them that serving is a life choice Hmm. you're going to have a career but serving others is a life choice that you want to learn as you're younger. And uh, it's going to make me cry talking about it because we just did uh, a challenge with all of the, uh, the younger kids uh, to make uh, hygiene kits for somebody their age. Oh. So if you're a, a young one, you're, you're going to probably put a little stuffed animal in there. You know, so if you were in a disaster and somebody brought you toothpaste, deodorant, you know, those types of things, what would you want to have? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so much of it's just this common garbage stuff. And 
So we asked them to put something they would like. Yeah. And through this process, um, you know, we had we we didn't have a whole lot of schools, but we had a few schools that participated. And uh, one of the schools, um, their eighth grader had, they asked him what was his favorite thing that he did at school for his whole eight years. Mm. And that project, mm. that was what he came up with. Everybody else had these crazy things that happened at school. And he said, well, Adventist Community Services came out and and we did these packages, you know, in case you were in a storm. And, and it really touched me. Mm. You know, that's that's what we're looking for is trying to touch kids and show them they can make a difference. Just in a small small way, they don't have to do something grand. But what you see is we have stories where you know non-church members have done great things as as young kids, and we tell them these stories, and we're trying to help them understand you can start small. You can start with twenty five tacos, mm. and in three years you'll be serving three hundred tacos or five hundred tacos. Amen. And you don't know what's going to happen, but. Put your best foot forward and mm. and and start somewhere. Mm. I love that picture. Was that Oshkosh? So yeah, I've got a picture up on the screen now, and it is uh, it'd be like twenty pallets of yellow ACS disaster response buckets. Uh -huh. I'm wondering if you can tell me about the buckets and how they work. <laughs> they're all branded. They're all bright yellow. They uh, North America, of course, uses this bright yellow with a red shield or a maroon shield. Yes. Um, so tell us about these buckets and uh, how you guys use them to bless others. Or you don't use them in your conference. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually just moved some pallets of buckets today. Yes, the buckets um, are great things. We get the items donated. Um or we purchase them, the items that go inside. We have churches or schools that come in and help us assemble them. Um, and we take them out um, to disasters, whether they are, most of them are when there's um, hurricanes and floods mm -hmm. that people use the items in there. Um, we've actually changed out items um, just by talking to people to say what things, what things did you use and what things did you think weren't useful to you? Um, but it's a great project um, that's, that schools can do. We that challenged the adventurers here in Texas uh -huh. and to bring supplies. And we did buckets um, one, at one of their camperies. Each club brought stuff and was able to assemble buckets. Uh, um, and um, it's a great thing. We actually um, have churches that have them at their facilities um, especially in those areas that have a lot of um, flooding and and the hurricanes when they hit, they have them there so that they're able to give them out uh, when those things happen. Awesome. And of course, the branding, they know when, when we had Harvey come through, yeah, it was Harvey, one of our ladies um, in her town, she's known as the Yellow Bucket Lady because she made sure that their town which was north of Houston and Houston was such the focus of when Harvey came through hurricane Harvey. Mm -hmm. um, she made sure that her town had buckets for their, for their people. And so 
She's known as the yellow bucket. And each time they're starting to get ready for hurricane season, season they ask her, do you have yellow buckets for us? Well, actually, she's taken that a step uh, above. Uh, she's actually requested empty buckets and some full buckets. So what happens is she said, okay, well, we have some full buckets ready to go at a moment's notice. But I want empty buckets so that I can have the community help me be part of this mm. and uh you know because she was the one that was able to get supplies when all the supplies were going down to houston they looked to her as as the person that can help them and so they're willing to get a space to store these things they're willing to to buy the items when they're needed to to put in there mm. and it's just one person that was not quiet they kept asking questions. They kept uh, saying, we need this here. Why isn't it here? <laughs> and when it got there, she was she was their local hero because nobody else was bringing them stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so we I'm also looking. give this out to uh, to our uh, families that are or I say families. It's it's really uh, those that are being uh relocated let's say because of domestic uh issues and uh so we'll help them uh get some other supplies but we always love to give them a bucket of cleaning supplies Mm -hmm. because that adventist community services will always be sitting in their house and they'll wonder what that bucket was (laughs) and they know where they know where their supplies came from so that's 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 one of the things that i love about it yeah and so there's just since this is a podcast, I'll tell people what's in this bucket, for example. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, a, couple yeah. of, a couple of stiff bristle brushes, there's some gloves, multiple different cloths, um, detergents, sprays, um, uh, washing powder for clothes, then there's paper towels, dust masks, stuff like that, bleach maybe. Yeah. Um, bleach, uh, trash bags. Uh, and then there, there's work gloves, there's... Rubber the, the heavy rubber gloves there's vinyl gloves there's there's lots of different ways that you can pack it up some people put pa- paper and pencil in there uh in case they need to take notes for other things that are going on uh you know it's 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 crazy i delivered uh 600 i think of these to uh jackson mississippi when they got flooded out and they were having a water crisis they can't even wash their dishes out there mm-hmm. and uh we we took them these buckets and they were having to reopen all the buckets and add in paper plates and, and utensils because they can't wash their dishes because the water was so contaminated. So uh, these are just great ways that we can get out into the community and and show our love. And where is it that you would find or source some of the free supplies that would be donated for these? Wow. uh, You know, it's, it's just, you happen to come along a contact. Uh, honestly um we had a a pathfinder club that asked us to come out and show them the buckets and teach them the uh serving communities honor Mm -hmm. and we went out there and made good friends with the pathfinder director and now he he connected us with a a gentleman that can get us trailer loads of 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 water Mm -hmm. and so now i can i can be of service to my community by you know, taking a pallet of water or cases of water around to different places, we were able to do five or six different uh, fire departments. 
they go through the water so fast because you know they've it's so hot out there and their equipment and everything is just unreal and these are the things they live off of mm. and so, you know i tell you prayer is amazing <laughs> we uh have been praying for supplies um, because purchasing them can be costly. And sometimes they're very hard to come by, especially right after COVID and everything. And we had a ministry from up north, I believe, call us. And we they had an 18-wheeler load of different cleaning supplies that they wanted to donate to yeah. us. And so they brought, they. so that was a, one way we were able to um, to have supplies for the buckets. Yeah. Oh, there's our big disaster truck. <laughs> so how does it's just kind of boggling for a for an Australian? Just uh, for context, Australia has about fifty to sixty thousand Adventists, so mm-hmm. we can fit in one sporting stadium. Um, how many? <laughs> how many members in the Texas Conference? Oh, oh. Texas Conference, <laughs> I believe, is is sitting at. Let me open it up because it, it's right on the home page. <laughs> I think we just eclipsed 60,000. Okay. So so your one conference then is the same size as our country, <laughs> and our country <laughs> is the same size as your country, basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah we, we think we're big here. We're not even the biggest state over here. Yeah. <laughs> Alaska kills us. Okay. So how does a, how does a conference uh where do they get an 18-wheeler from? And uh, <laughs> did somebody well, donate the truck or did somebody give a big offering and you needed to buy a truck? How does that work? Actually, um, we've been working disasters here since um, 1956, I believe, mm-hmm. was, was the first date that you'll find on that trailer. Um, so all the storms that are on there, they start on the other side and they wrap around there. And so every storm that that truck has been in, uh, has a date on it. Mm. Um, so, uh, and, and the truck hasn't actually, washed away yet. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, uh, we also have a, uh, a, a transportation department that moves our pastors and teachers around. Right. So we have actually four rigs and um or three rigs there's four trailers plus our disaster response trailer mm-hmm. and that trailer is set up to where we can serve right around 2000 people at a moment's notice if something happens mm-hmm. so inside there there's clothes that are already prepacked and sealed in in the plastic bags um based on their waist size and their shirt size so we can go in there and uh, to a disaster, they come up, they fill out a form that says what their sizes are, what their kids' sizes are. Mm-hmm. We walk through, we pull out packets of each, and uh, there's blankets, cleaning buckets, there's all kinds of things in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and each there's bins. It's a very cool trailer on the inside. We have diapers, wipes, poetry mm-hmm. items, and whatever else we can put in the center aisle whenever we go out. Mm-hmm. And we also have a smaller truck that's a 30 foot box truck that we, we drive around a lot that it has the same disaster response um, information. It just doesn't have the the storms on it. Um, and that's when we take pallets of, of items um, to, to individuals 
or to churches. So when you roll into a town and you give everybody the clothing already in their size, are the shirts already like pre-branded, like I am a new Adventist or? Has it- <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're typically used shirts that uh, now that we've got so many new clothes, um, we're able to give away new. Now, uh, underwear, socks, those things that touch, you know, that typically touch the skin, you know, in those areas, those are always new. Mm-hmm. Um and the bags are there's a paper inside that is branded and it it, it talks about that we call them friendship packs mm-hmm. um so they're not clothing packs they're but they call it friendship packs and it you know has the logo and and um saying this is a gift to you um and it has our information on there so awesome do you guys have any um i've got a photo now of the home care trailer which is i guess lawn mowing and uh, handyman oh, stuff. Do you have any of those ministries active? Okay, so that brings us to another youth project. Okay. So, uh, you know, trying to get our youth involved, uh, we did a Shark Tank type um, event for our Master Guide program. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's more of a young adult type area. But what we wanted to do was you know, again, try to get some younger bloods in into this program. And one of the uh, one of the master guides that came up with the program was wanting. They noticed that around their church in their local community there, uh, there was a lot of elderly that that weren't able to uh, mow their lawns and take care of stuff. And so uh, we helped uh, give them a grant um, based off of their proposal um, to get some lawn care stuff uh, so that they can, they can work. Uh, We asked them to start, you know, in a two block radius around the church and work on that. And once they got that down, if they needed more, then we can spread out. We can look at at helping with uh, more supplies, but we really want to make sure that the youth are doing this, uh, you know, the pathfinder clubs or the master guides. And it's not just a bunch of adults having to go around. Uh, We really want our, 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 our youth more involved in some way of, of service. And, and that's, that's one of the ways that, that we got, uh, we also got, uh, somebody wanting to do shower trailers, uh, uh-huh. where they can go out to the homeless. So, uh, we've, we've got some good ideas, um, and we know our youth have them and that's what we're trying to do is, 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 uh, get them to stop worrying about their pastor or their, uh, head elder telling them no they can't do something Mm. um god's called us to do something a work and he's called us to be out there in our neighborhoods in our communities and work with others and sometimes as adults we think we know best because something didn't work when we were younger but the world is a majorly different place than it is when i was younger Mm. so what didn't work then I've got to give a kid an opportunity to uh, to try it out. If it didn't work, could it, could we make some changes and make it work, or is it a complete you know trash job and we learned? Let's move on. But I think we've got to give them opportunities to um, to be part of the program and uh, give them a give them a voice. Uh, and I think all of our churches need to realize that uh, Adventist Community Services isn't isn't for the elderly 
It's not because you're retired that you can go help. Uh, there's a job for every age group out there. Uh, I've seen little kids just out there waving at a food pantry to the, the other kids that are in their uh, in the cars or walking up a bottle of water to the to the people that are in the car just so they can have something cold to drink while they're in line. There are ways that everybody can be a part of. We had our granddaughter here at the office uh, when when a school was doing um, the buckets. And she had latched onto a young lady that was having trouble at school. Um, my granddaughter normally goes to guys. She's she she's always around the boys. She so when I saw her around the girl, I was like, "What's going on? This is this is crazy," you know. And so you're always watching what's happening. Well, my wife had talked to the teacher and she, the, the young girl had uh, not made the basketball team the day before. And so she was just depressed. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of that time that they were there, she was happy. You could see her face. Her hair was out of her face and she was actually communicating with everyone. And here it is, a, a four-year-old able to make a change in somebody's life just by just by being there with her and being a friend and helping her carry paper towels to the buckets. That's all it was. But she was just friendly with her and, and it got her out of a, a, of a funk that, that she was, you know, in. And that's what we're called to do is just help people, you know, get through some challenging time in their life. Mm. Wonderful. Beautiful. Thank you for those stories, Bo and Deborah. Is there, I mean, Deborah's about to speak. One more thing. Let's hear it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. oh, you leant forward like you had a, a good thought. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you for what you do. And um, yeah, it's it's inspiring to hear uh, some other stories. And uh, maybe we can catch up again uh, in a future podcast, but this one's probably gone too long already. So. <laughs> Yeah. I just want one yeah, one quick thing is I know Bo mentioned it maybe in one of his things, but it doesn't have to be some grand gesture to uh -huh. start. It's just you know, pray and it can be the smallest thing um that can make the biggest impact. Mm -hmm. Um that's what we tell people all the time. Don't think you have to be on the news, don't think you have to start that way. Just start small mm -hmm. and and God will bless you in ways that you can't even imagine. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen.